welcome to Reframe and Rewire Greatness Through Daily Routine. This podcast is designed to alter your mindsets and transform your day-to-day from the second you open your eyes to you close them at night, adapting what I would call a success routine. This series is liable to change your life. And it's never the big things that you do, but the littlest things you do every day that make the biggest difference. And now, on to the podcast. Thank you for joining. Welcome back to the podcast as we continue in this series on parallels of neuroscience and faith. The series is designed to help you see things at completely different perspectives than just face value. In other words, what do the Stoics have to say? What do the scriptures have to say? Uh, What have we heard from uh, people from ancient times that have shared with us nuggets of knowledge that maybe we've overlooked? And yet the interesting part about these nuggets is oftentimes they parallel science or neuroscience. And I've included pieces of that in my book, Reframe and Rewire, Also in the book, The Machine Inside Me, which was written for ages 7 through 14. If you haven't gotten a copy of those books, I would encourage you to do that. Well, last time we were together, we talked about guarding your heart with all diligence, for out of it flow the issues of life. That's out of Proverbs 23 in the scriptures. Uh, But today, I want to kind of uh, compound that or expound upon it in in terms of what your heart really is and what it does. We're going to talk about heart energy, heart memory, and then I'm going to go into a study that was done on the heart that I think you're going to find very intriguing. So I would encourage you to stay on to the end of this podcast today. And uh, I think you might be shocked uh, about what I'm going to share with you on that experiment. So we were discussing how in the last episode, there are 40,000 neurons in your heart and they're specialized neurons that maintain memories long term. And I want to talk a little bit about that. There was a story, uh, not, I guess, maybe a decade ago, about a, a young girl that received a heart a heart transplant. She was a recipient of, unfortunately, a young child who had been murdered. And uh, she kept waking up with screaming nightmares after about, I guess, maybe two weeks after she had got home from the hospital. And uh, they were night terrors to the degree that her mother got very concerned and uh, ended up not only seeing a doctor, but asking for perhaps a psychiatrist that could help. After only a few visits, they directed her to a forensic artist who then began to draw a depiction of the person she kept seeing in her dreams again and again and again. Well, to make a long story short, ultimately they found and convicted the murderer of the girl that she had received the heart from. And there are many, many other stories like this out there if you want to search for them on the internet. Um, Even sillier things like people that developed... Uh, certain habits, eating habits or exercise or fitness habits from the recipient of the heart. So there's a lot of memories in the heart and a lot of energy that exists there. One particular scripture that I'm always fond of in terms of describing how powerful our heart can be is out of James 5.16. And that is, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Now, if we look up the definition of effectual, we find mind or will. And if we look up fervent, we find heart or passion. And what this scripture is sharing, that if you will pray uh, with effectual mind and will and fervent heart or passion, it will avail much if you're a righteous man. 
So interestingly, uh, when we are involved in some kind of a situation where our emotions are high and our heart is truly involved, it, whether it's uh, you know something that's traumatic or whether it's something that's super exciting, it creates a memory that is so solid that we can remember it like it was yesterday, detail by detail. And one example that I've used in the past is something like 9-11, for those of you that have survived through 9-11. Maybe it was uh, a traumatic event that happened in your life. Uh, but if it's something that was involving a lot of emotional or a high emotional state, typically you'll remember it much, much more and more vividly. Well, the same is true when we really begin to not only guard our heart with diligence, but begin to apply our heart or emotions into what we want to believe for or what we want to see come to fruition. So that leads me to the information that I wanted to share with you about this experiment at HeartMath Institute. Now, HeartMath is located in Western California. They've been performing experiments on the heart for a couple of decades, a few decades. They're a nonprofit, and uh, some of the things they do are pretty incredible. And in fact, um, they measure the magnetic energy of the heart. But I don't want to talk about a different experiment that they do here. Um, and what they were trying to do is, is use a single strand of DNA to see if heart engaged or, or thoughts or feelings or one or the other or both could unravel and untwist the strand. They used three separate groups of people and asked them to attempt changing the composition of the DNA and gave each specific instructions. Group one was to focus outwardly on, on the DNA strand and think only in their mind that it is unraveled, but don't involve their emotions or feelings or heart for the acceptance of the change. Group two was to focus outwardly on the strand and see in, it, in it, its twisted form, but don't imagine it unraveled. Only work on having some emotion about it. In other words, don't see it in your mind's eye, but only produce some emotion about it becoming unraveled while focusing outwardly on its current state. And then group three was to focus inwardly on the strand, see it straightened and untwisted in their mind's eye while imagining it, feeling it, sensing it and using emotion that accepts as re a reality that it is unraveled. Well, the only group that was successful in unraveling and altering the physical composition of the DNA under the microscope was group three. Using the mind and sight only accomplished nothing, but using emotions uh, without clear uh, visualization or seeing it, it is also fruitless. So we have to engage our heart, our mind. We have to have that, that effectual fervency in us if we want to see uh, things happen in parallel to neuroscience. And, uh, and I'm, I'm always amazed at how the scriptures and how these um, ancient uh, proverbs and things that you read from old times carry so much wisdom about how our body, our minds, our hearts truly function and what we can accomplish when we do it the way it's supposed to be done. So I hope that you have found this interesting. And if you have, I hope you'll share it with others and let them know what we're doing here. I also invite you to visit any of, of my social media sites on LinkedIn. You can find Michelle L. Steffes or you can find me on Facebook. I, I love to connect with you, uh, hear what you have to say. Uh, you can also offer suggestions for podcasts and get my book, uh, either one, Reframe and Rewire, Greatness Your Daily Routine or The Machine Inside Me. Hope you'll come back and join us the next time. Until then, reframe and rewire. Be free.
Thank you.